On December 12, 2018, Nosby account tweeted, Complaining is one of the most dangerous attitudes because it is full of negative energy. Usually complaining is toxic and it is not used to solve problems, but to immerse into them. Read on our blog about energy thieves. Okay, so I've been procrastinating on this a couple of months, but when I seen that tweet, this really annoyed me. And I wanted to complain about it here with you today on the podcast. Okay, so this is so meta. You want to complain about complaining? I want to complain about a, a tweet and a blog post about complaining. <laughs> okay. And I assume, like, at the end of the show, we will also talk about the attitude of complaining anyway. No, I, I want to mostly discuss that. Uh, because I saw a tweet, tweet and it really annoyed me. I, I just... This is a quote from a... Um, guest post on the Nosby blog by Michael Schoff or Schiff, not sure. Um, the most frequent energy thieves and how to deal with them. The article itself is fine. I, I don't disagree with it. The article is actually about something else, not about complaining, but about um, energy thieves, about things and people and situations that kind of drain you, that, that take take away your mental capacity and energy from you and are just like difficult emotionally for people. And so the offer kind of suggests some strategies uh, such as kind of distancing yourself from negative people uh, to kind of stay sane. It's hard to argue with that really, but the the way the the quote, the, 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 the excerpt from the... Um, post was phrased uh, really set me off because it it doesn't sound like the rest of the blog post it kind of suggests that complaining as a general thing like an attitude is a bad thing and is a negative thing and it's something to to be avoided and if you're complaining you're a negative person full of toxic energy draining other people and but that's true is it well you tell me if it's not but uh, usually like like re- remember we as especially polish people uh talk like refer to ourselves like generalizing that we are like the nation of complainers we just complain about everything so um and and it is like like there, there are people who uh who are just constantly complaining about stuff and and because of that um i found myself for example not really liking to be in their neighborhood because like you know around them because when i'm around them they just you know kind of really drain the energy like just there's like they seem like ungrateful they seem uh, um you know uh, like you don't have to be you know thankful for everything and you know for the fight that you're living but but uh, but really very often uh, this was this has been my experience. Like when somebody's complaining, when somebody's um, uh, just constantly has some negative thoughts about stuff, like it's 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 annoying. Like it's it's like you know it's hard to have a good um, constructive discussion because there's always something going wrong. And you are one hundred percent correct. Uh, it's it's difficult to disagree with you. Uh, and so the the conversation turns into. Uh, the fact that the devil is in the details and kind of a little bit about uh, semantics. Because okay. well, what you're saying is true. I think people are 
overly cautious about complaining. And it's it's not this kind of complaining. Um, it's just that uh, in most places, in most settings, in most organizations, in most companies, people don't like to point out things that are wrong. People are afraid to say, hey, this is broken and complain about stuff that, that's just, that's wrong, like inside the company because they associate this sort of behavior, um, pointing out what's wrong and uh, you know telling other people how they feel about something in the company um, as something very negative, as you know being a complainer. A, a negative person and that's that I have a problem with it's like the the stereotypical American saying how are you what are you going to say to that Michael I'm great exactly you say great no one's not going to say great unless stuff is really really bad you are great unless you're Polish and you give them a frank answer and they don't want the frank answer <laughs> exactly but but in this um, in this kind of attitude with this kind of culture in mind, everything is great until it's it's just a catastrophe. Only then it's not great, and that's that's not helpful. That doesn't make for good companies or organizations because in an organization you always need to keep improving. There are always problems. There are always things that are broken, like problems with the product, with the, you know whatever service you're providing, the internal stuff, like communication processes, like interpersonal stuff. That, that is a fact of life. And when you pretend that everything is great, when it's not, you're, just, you're not going to improve very, very fast, very well. You, you might put effort into making new things, making things, um, you know, better when you feel like, oh, like only, only viewing things from positive angle, like let's make it even better. And then the things that are broken stay broken because no one is willing to talk about that. And you're, you're just not going to improve that. And that's going to keep happening unless something is so bad that kind of the world is the ending and it's not great anymore. And you, you have a fire that you have, a, you have to put out because you don't react fast enough. Because if, if you, as the manager, don't notice a problem and don't react, no one's going to tell you. If, if you're, you're like, a- anything that's pointed out to you that's negative, that, that's a bad thing, like, hey, this is broken, we should fix this, is considered, you know, bad, toxic complaining. Yeah, I mean... It- I, I, I understand what you're, what you're, uh, where you're getting at, but the thing is, there are complainers and complainers, right? Yes. So, so one, one, like for example, I'm telling a story. I'm telling, for example, about something I'm excited about, right? Mm-hmm. And there is this person, and they are listening. And for example, let's say they have some helpful feedback that you know it's not all rosy, it's not unicorn, not all unicorns and cupcakes. So they like, so they can do two things. They can say, Michael, I think that's great. Have you thought about this and this? Like, you know, to, to, to give me a feedback that, you know, maybe I haven't thought about everything or maybe I haven't considered everything, which is very helpful. But um, by my definition of complainers are these people who would tell you, you know, 
yeah, 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 I know, it, it sounds so great, but in the end, you know, it's going to go down because, you know, of this and that. And <laughs> so when you're here like this, you're like, okay, just, you know, why do I even bother, right? <laughs> and 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 this is what I mean by like this attitude of complaining, you know, by, by always seeing, you know, the, the, the dark side, like the other side, like there's always like... Uh, there's always uh, um, 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 something wrong. I prefer, like, you know, like Rafał, our VP of product, he always sees an edge case, right? And it's good that he points out this edge case because it's important to consider it, yeah. right? When we are developing new feature or new idea, it's good that he can point that out. Um, and this is not complaining. This is giving good feedback. You know? <laughs> oh, I agree. And, and that's why I'm saying it's... It's a semantic problem because you understand that this is feedback, but I am absolutely mm -hmm. sure that Rafa's attitude towards work and communicating with candor in the company or mine would not fly in many organizations. It, like, we would be immediately written ah, okay. off as negative people who constantly complain about stuff because we do in a certain <laughs> sense of the world, the word, right? We, we, we keep talking about broken stuff. Yeah, uh, and I want to refer also to something else that you said about the fact that people are not speaking up, mm -hmm. right? So we had we have this perfect story. Uh, I think I don't I think we might have mentioned it on the podcast already, but I'm going to mention it again. So um, if we have on one of the Nosby reunions, at the end of the Nosby reunion, people like we had we have always this lesson learned thing, and we we discuss what we've learned, um, and people start complaining complaining about their rooms that for example the room was too small or the room was uh, you know not you know bright enough or something and then i told them guys you should have said that on monday like yeah. we are the key customer to this hotel right now we are a big bunch of people we're gonna like you know spend a bunch of nights here like the, the whole group we're gonna eat lots of stuff we're gonna drink lots of things so like we are a big customer we can complain. We can tell them, guys, I don't like this room. Give me another one. It's, a, it's, it's, it's not a very big hotel, but it's a fairly big hotel that it, I'm sure it has more rooms than just the ones assigned to us. Mm -hmm. um, and this is something, you're right, people were not comfortable saying. We're not comfortable uh, you know, sharing or complaining, as you, as, as you said. And that's why um, uh, I think it bears repeating. And I'm thinking we're going to repeat it you know, before everybody arrives on Slack to, to, for, for everyone. Like when you come to the room, Make sure you like it. If you don't like it, come back to the reception and tell the reception you don't like the room, you want a different one. Yeah. Because people are not, as I said, are not comfortable sharing that information and then telling it. And, and, and frankly, my experience traveling and being in many hotels, the receptionist doesn't care. They just assign you the first room they, they have. They, they don't have like a master plan for you to have a crappy room. <laughs> they just give you the first room they have and that's it. Yeah, uh, that's true. And here's another... Um, want to think about. There's this famous cliche um, manager phrase. Don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. And that, that too I have a problem with. I, I don't think that's such a great advice. I understand the 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 places it's coming from. And and you are right that, that there's a difference between complaining and complaining, right? And and if, if someone keeps, you know, bringing problems, but but not in a way that's at all constructive and, and complaining about stuff that doesn't matter and, and, and when it's not balanced and when, when, when the emotional content of the complaining is 
is is strong and not just the informational con- content. I understand uh, this attitude. You know, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. But on the other hand, that's kind of a manager's cop out, right? Like it, it's often when it's not like a technical problem, but but like an organizational problem. It is manager's job to fix the, the problem. And, you know, the, the manager wants to have an easy life, wants to live in a fantasy that's full of success and winning and not the real world where stuff is broken and needs fixing and improving. But it is your job as a manager to fix it. And when you tell people not to bring you problems, they'll do exactly what you say and they will not bring you problems. And, you know, Michael, what often happens in, in companies and organizations of all sorts Many managers, maybe most, become over time oblivious. Like they don't, they don't see the full picture. They they see the narrow picture of what they want to see, what they work on directly, what people tell them, and they don't see what the organization is really like, uh, what the real problems are, because no one tells them. And they, because of their own experience, you know, just don't don't see the, the problems. And when you tell people the only problems. They won't. And for a lot of people, like when you're told that, you might see problems, but you don't necessarily see a solution. Like you're an expert in that. It's it's not your job to, uh, and you just might not have an idea or you might just assume, oh, the manager already knows this because everybody knows this. And guess what? <laughs> That's the favorite time. They don't. And <laughs> if you if you don't tell them, they won't know and they won't do anything about it. So what's... What's better, only getting solutions to problems from people like 5% of the time or seeing as the manager the real picture and sorting it out, um, you know, seeing what's really important, what is real problem, what many people are complaining about, is the complaint a real thing, try to fix it, ask for solutions, don't just expect them, but saying don't bring me problems I think it's a horrible advice. Which book was it? Deep Work? I don't know. I remember when I was running and I was listening to this book and I remember exactly at which point and where I was listening to, yeah. to it. I know the feeling. When I was running. Yeah. I don't know which book it was, but I remember just this moment when I when I listened to this phrase about, about that. So Because it stuck with me as well, because you're right. It's it's a cliche, I mean, a general cliche, and it's a famous phrase, but it's really stupid. Um, um, we discussed this also privately, uh, privately, uh, how how already in such a small company like ours, I'm sometimes oblivious to things because people don't bring me yeah. candid feedback. They don't bring me frank feedback, and I have to really like oh take it out from them. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, so you're completely right because, as you said, somebody reporting a problem, you know, might not really have a clue about the solution, but for them, it's broken. You know, it's like you know uh, the Seth Godin presentation. If it's broken to you, it's broken. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know. So, so um, it's it's especially we know that you know in software industry, like. We our favorite phrase is like it's not broken. You're just using it wrong, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then we realize that we have designed something which is broken for somebody. But like the perception of this is broken. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Uh, bringing problems and and enabling, especially in 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 a, 
in a company, a way to bring these problems is, is, is critical because there might be some, you know, the other guy who knows the solution to the problem. But, you know, if, if it's not brought up and also, and, and I was just before we recorded, I was uh, uh, re-listening to our show about like my last show about uh, the, um, the, the weekend with my wife and the planning weekend, the same thing, you know, because something is, is close to your attention. You think everybody knows it, yeah. but you know, they think about different things. You know, they, they, you cannot assume that, as you mentioned, that they, they must know it, right? You also said that, right, I remember in this episode where we were talking about the, the, the repairs, you know, how you can improve your community. Mm-hmm. That if you point out that something is broken, you know, to the community, you might think, you know, everybody goes here every day to school. They know it's, you know, they, they've, they've all seen it. Yeah. But if nobody reported it. Yeah, you know, exactly. It won't be fixed. Exactly. Um, like like sh- shifting shifting this a little bit to a technical context. Again, as a software company, we get a lot of complaints from our customers, and 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 yep. this this you just you get used to because you have no choice. Like like people will bring you customers will bring you concerns and and complaints and and say, hey, stuff is broken and you're horrible and whatever. Whether you like it or, or not, like you just you that's just the nature of of this relationship between a software company and and their customers, right? And and you learn that it's it's normal and you have to deal with it. And you know, th- there's someone, you know, collecting that feedback, observing it. Sometimes it's a simple misunderstanding on the user's part. Sometimes it er- it really is plain and simple broken. Sometimes it's a design problem that the user doesn't understand because we didn't communicate it well enough. We didn't design it so that it's obvious. Sometimes it's we decide it's not a problem and it's not worth fixing because you can't design a piece of software that's going to be perfect for everybody. There's always going to be some level of compromise. There's just there's no way around it. You just you want to minimize the level of um, of discomfort you you cause to your users. But there's always going to be something so specific to this one person because of the exact workflow they have, because of uh, the software they used to use before and they're used to and they just have in their mind a certain model of how something should work, right? But they bring you complaints and then you you deal with them and, and you decide what to do about it. They don't bring you solutions or if they do, they're not necessarily good solutions. They, they might be good exactly. for them, but they're not good globally, right? But then outside of that technical context in an organization, which is also a a machine, a product, just like the product you're, you're making that's really complex, has a lot of parts and needs improving and and uh, retrospection and, and seeing what, what works well, what works badly, how to improve it. Why would you cut yourself off from the same process? You need people giving you feedback and many of it, maybe most of it will be negative. And that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. That's just normal. Like if, if something is great, then... You know, like it's it's great. It's, there's no point commenting it. We all know it, and we we share it. And the stuff that's not so good needs improving. And some of those complaints might be specific to one person. Some things might be plain and simple broken. Some things might be broken without the the manager or the boss or whoever is in charge or or responsible for a thing knowing about it, right? And how you respond to it will differ based on situations and you won't necessarily respond based on one complaint from one person. But if you don't get those complaints, 
you will be oblivious to a lot of things and, and you, you just won't improve. Yeah. It's this, there's also this, uh, in many journal, you know, studies, you, you, you learn, you learn about this Japanese technique, Kaizen, continuous improvement. Mm. And, and it's very simple. There's a feedback loop, you know, and, and, and this feedback loop, uh, creates a situation when there is a problem, you know, there is a straight path where it should go. Then there is straight process what to do with it. And there is, you know, um, uh, the whole thing, you know, how it's, how it, how it's dealt with. So, and it's encouraged for every employee on every level uh, to participate in Kaizen because the company should strive for continuous improvement to be better and better. And uh, in, in case of our uh, industry and uh, as, as you mentioned, customer complaints, like, as you said, the solutions, um, very often people are very helpful and they send us a long email say, stating the problem and their solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. And very often it's something we will never implement. Like yeah. never, ever, ever, because it's very specific to them and not to the, you know, we have more than half a million users. We cannot just implement something for this particular uh, customer. Um, so what we do, we ask the question again to dive deeper in the problem. Okay, so what do you want to achieve really? Like, I understand from what you're saying that you want to achieve this and this and this. Is that true? And this way we know and we dig deeper. And when we know what they want to achieve, then we can really uh, find out a solution that's going to be broad, that's going to be for everyone, like or for most of our customers, and not just for this particular customer, because who, who, who wants just this button here and that's it. No, it's not like that. It's not as easy as that. Right, exactly. So from my point of view, the, the problem with complaining and the solution to complaining, it's all about... Uh, and I'll be blunt. It's about growing up emotionally, really, because like you are, you are completely right. There is a kind of person, a chronic complainer, that complains about everything, whether or not it matters, whether or not it's important. Complains about, you know, the fact that it it rains the f- third day in a row, and it's it's not a simple complaint, as in stating the obvious, because hey, it is frustrating. But it's like all of it is so filled with negative emotional energy, not just negative informational content, but so much negative emotions. So and, much baggage, you know, so much. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's bad. And, and if you're that kind of person, well, you have to grow up and you have to uh, improve and, and notice the problem and, and, and <laughs> you know, Maybe try not to. But on the other hand, there's a second kind of an emotional problem, which is to see everything that's negative in informational content, as in, hey, this is broken, as a as a you know negative thing overall, like something so toxic, so emotionally charged. And it's not it's not what is said to you or written that's so negative and toxic. It's it's your reaction, it's your interpretation of it. And that too, like you, you have to grow up to see that we live in a world of of problems and and issues, and it's not it's not at the end of the world. It's not that everything is is so horrible and and broken. You can't live with that. It's just that there are things to be improved, and it's just information. And you, instead of shielding yourself from it, uh, and 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 thinking everything is toxic complaining you you just should accept that it's a part of life that some things are broken and you shouldn't shield yourself from it 
and and treat someone saying that as a personal attack and rather simply for what it is it's a piece of information and it's 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 feedback that, that's all it is like you you have to be in a company setting a little bit immersed in in complaints so that you can see sharply the problems but it it's not it's not immersed being immersed in complaints emotionally it's just it's just seeing what's there and you decide just like with customer feedback about software problems you you will decide over time what to do with it some things are to be ignored some some are one of uh complaints some are not worth fixing sometimes it's just not worth doing this over something else that's more important but then some things you just didn't see you didn't notice or you didn't see sharply that it's that important to some people and when you accept complaints accept uh people saying negative things you don't necessarily want to hear you can learn and then you can see and then you can improve and fix what's worth fixing the responsibility to grow up uh, also is uh, um is it's their take for the managers because yeah. it's very easy uh managers or product owners or like somebody who created something is it's to take things personally as a, as a personal attack as a to get very quickly defensive, you know? Like, what do you mean it's wrong? I did it, it's great. You know, you didn't do anything, go away, right? So it's it's very easy to get defensive. And I, I can say it, you know, perfectly. Like whenever somebody is giving me negative feedback about something we did in the company, uh, because it's my company, I very quickly, um, like subconsciously, the first reaction is to take it, you know, to be defensive, but then you have to grow up and say, and take a deep breath and say, okay, it's a feedback. Like, you know, let's take it as a feedback. It's not my fault. And even if it is my fault, okay, let's see what we can do about it. But it's hard. It takes an effort. It, 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 as you said, it, you know, it takes growing up. <laughs> it takes to have some balls, <laughs> but the most important thing, it's, the, it, it's an effort that you have to do to try to comprehend, really, to understand what this person is trying to say, because this person is not saying you're stupid. This person is saying this is stupid, and this is like the old cliche mm -hmm. to be able to distinguish between feedback about something and feedback about you, right? We, um, I think, emotionally um, as people, uh, are just too used to taking things personally very quickly. Yeah, and I think it is the responsibility of, of manager. It is a responsibility for everybody, but especially managers in the sense that, well, that's one of the things that makes this this job, this role hard. But it, the reason to be a manager is is not just to, to, to be a boss and not and to like do nothing. It is to be exactly the the more grown up person that, that can handle the fact that, that sometimes people might even uh, be the negative kind of complainer or just like be on that one day you know in a bad mood and mm -hmm. and not not convey things to you the way you'd like to and you know not overreact to that but dampen the the reaction and and see for the the content whether or not that's that that's a that's a real good piece of information or not the point that you just made very very good um to be a bigger man be a bigger person like sometimes somebody is just in a bad mood and they are yeah. really complaining right but then if you know this person and you know that it's not their normal self then again it's 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 it's, it's important to to dive deeper and ask what's up like what's going on 
because maybe there's something that you don't see and then they don't see as well. They just, you know, switch the mood because something is wrong. And and again, as you said, this is the, this is the job of a manager to be able to see these things, to, to, to notice that um, something is off, even if the person doesn't know how to articulate that. Yeah, it's so true. And, and I have to tell you, I recently I've been able to more appreciate your work and Rafa's work and kind of the role of a manager better than I could before uh, because it just so kind of happened that I, I, I do quite a lot of coordination-like work in the NOS before project more than was ever planned or expected. It just kind of happened. Also, Rafa was away and I would just coordinate some things and respond to to people's questions and complaints and it's really it's it's really draining emotionally and i i i do see myself uh, on multiple occasions making the mistake of of not being the more grown up person and when i i would um a little overreact to to some complaints or uh like pieces of feedback because it's frustrating, like, hey, I want to focus on, 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 on this job. And like, yeah, I know this is broken. Like, this is planned. Or, yeah, okay, I, whatever. Like, we're not going to fix that yet because we don't have time currently. Like, I wouldn't yeah. say that. But I, I, would, I would feel really frustrated. Um, and I, I, I shouldn't have. And, uh, and, and even me, the, the person who's the, the first to, to complain about everything, hopefully... In a in a in a constructive uh, way was uh, I don't want to say the 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 victim but but the 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 person being complained to at the moment where I was overwhelmed and had a lot on my plate and yeah it's not a great feeling and uh, yeah that 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 must be hard in a, in a very different way than programming might be hard to to do that <laughs> every day. Yeah, thanks for thanks for that. Uh, yeah, you're, you're totally right. So th- th- this job of managing things and of managing a team and have like, like in my case, like really running this company, it, it sometimes requires like you know lots of deep breaths. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I cannot complain. I love this job. So anyway, but uh, there are moments where <laughs> really have to deep deep breaths. <laughs> Okay, and with that long complaint about complaining, I think we should uh, give you homework. Yes, let's let's give homework for people to complain about giving us giving them homework. Yes. Uh, most likely next week, if everything goes well, we'll be talking about the book "Punished by Rewards" by Alfie Cohn. And if you want to be together us fully on this conversation with your own thoughts on it uh we highly recommend it yeah this book is very very um mind-blowing or mind-bending i think it's well it it's it impacted me quite quite strongly um not only because i have kids but like also because i have people working with me and for any other like for many other many other reasons that's why like it comes back to me all the time so uh, we have to discuss this we have to talk about it uh, so please read it and you'll be able to join us punished by rewards the trouble of gold stars incentive plans ace price and other bribes by Alfie Cohn. see you next week see you next week 
There were no rumors about iMacs, but perhaps they'll, they'll do it too. Or you just get the Mac Pro. Yeah, of course, because I am the perfect customer for Mac Pro. It uses, uses none of the power, but wants it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be jet black. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think it's enough for you. Yeah, it's black. Ah, I'm getting it. <laughs> you might not need all of the any of the performance, but you need all of the black. <laughs>